let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. Hey guys, welcome to Outposts of Heaven, the podcast. This is Emily, and this is episode 14. Um, Today we're going to be talking about pregnancy and labor and delivery and newborns. And because we're a home and family podcast, I mean, we're going to be referencing the family the whole time. In fact, we have with us three dads and my sister-in-law and her sister with us. So I'm going to be hosting this with uh, the sisters and they're... We're just going to have like this giant Q&A session with the dads all about it. So it's all from the men's perspective, a guy's spill episode. Yeah. Who happened to be our husbands. Happened yeah. To be our husbands. yeah, I guess that was not obvious, but yeah. it is to me. Yeah. Also, we have several children spread throughout this house. So if you hear crying, it is one of our children. Yeah. Okay, so... We're just going to jump on in. We're not going to do Pobody's Nerfic today because we don't have time for that. And we want to have t- lots of time for questions. Yep. Should we let everyone say hi real quick so everyone can see their voice, hear well, their voices? Well, that's part of the plan. You don't know anything. Sorry. Okay, so the guys don't know <laughs> anything Ouch. about this episode. Okay, yeah, we don't okay. know anything. We were not allowed so, to collaborate on the nope. prep document. Not even peeping Tom. No peeping. <laughs> <laughs> and we do apologize in advance if this episode... Zach. We apologize for seeing <laughs> No, 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 no. no. <laughs> well, maybe that <laughs> It's real. It's real. We apologize if it's a little bit giggly and loud. We're just having fun, and hopefully you guys enjoy it too. Guys, can you introduce yourselves and your families? Start with Zach. Start with Zach. So I'm Zach. I'm married to Kaylee. Uh, we've been married for three years. Um, we got two little girls. Claire is two and a half, almost three, and then Emmy is almost one. Um, She's almost one already. Almost one. She's eight months. She'll be nine. But oh, that's like counts. I mean, I'm not like <laughs> that parent that's like I I'm, consider it. I'm not that Every parent that's like counts. my kid is 95 months old. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> But we live, we're, in, we're from Spokane, and uh, made the trip for uh, bucket list item number two, be on a podcast. I mean, this is real. It's number two? I mean, this is real. All right. Awesome. <laughs> Haley, can you say a little bit about yourself so we can get to know your voice? Yeah. Um, I'm married to Zach. Unfortunately. And... <laughs> okay. All right. And yeah, we are excited to be here, and we love... All things home and family. So perfect. Thanks. That was good, sweetie. That was nice. <laughs> five stars. So uplifting. That was a five. Okay, Andrew, so your turn. All right. All well, I mean, the people understand already. like no us, right? Yeah, I guess so. Okay, so we have two Listen, kids. She's the boss. You she just is do the what boss. She's okay, I will do as I'm told. Uh, <laughs> we have two kids. Hiram is three, and Ruth is just over one, and we are both students at BYU still, and we graduate in December. Okay, great. Okay, Logan, you're up. All right, so my name's Logan. Um, I'm Andrew's little or younger brother. I'm, I've got easily like 50 pounds on him. <laughs> Try um, 100, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, Judgment-free zone, bro. No <laughs> it's all that happens. Um, I am married to Anna. We got married May 5th of 2018. Um, it's been the best year and a half of my life. Um, oh. I am a private pilot in flight school at Utah State, um, and we just barely had a newborn September 17th. His name is Joseph, and we call him JJ. You want to give give everybody his uh, social security number? (laughs) No. Bank account routing savings. He probably doesn't have it yet. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah, he's like, what? Two, two, and two weeks, weeks old? old? Three weeks old? He'll be four yeah, weeks, on, be Tuesday. Four weeks oh, on Tuesday. Oh, wow. He's so tiny. He's so cute. His favorite okay. uncle calls him Triple, but that's fine. That's <laughs> <laughs> Anna, can you tell us a little bit about you so we can get to know your voice, too? I'm Anna. Um, <laughs> before, before having a baby, I worked at the Logan Regional Hospital Child Development Center, so I've been around kids a lot. She's going to be the best mom. I mean, she is the best mom already. You are a mom. <laughs> but she's so experienced already. So, awesome. Okay, well, let's just start. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Let's dive in. Okay. Um, don't feel like everybody has to answer this, but if you have an answer, 
Go for it. Okay. Okay. What is one symptom of pregnancy that you had no idea about, and how did it reveal itself? What was your reaction? Hmm. And we can I don't up. know if there were any symptoms that I did know about. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought you got big, and then you had a baby, and then next thing I knew, my wife's like throwing up in the bathroom. No hope. I mean, we. I ate cereal for like eight months of the night. <laughs> Breakfast, lunch, dinner. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if there were any that I was actually super surprised about. Um, one, I was surprised about the intensity of the variations of emotions mm. of how like like quickly emotions switched. Mm-hmm. Um, Amen. Yeah, <laughs> danger, zone, like, boys. Yeah. danger zone, boys. Danger zone. This is supposed to be an <laughs> open yeah. judge-free zone. We all might be in trouble after this, but we'll be honest. Um, I think <laughs> so. When we were when Emily was pregnant with Hiram, we were actually in Europe. Oh wow! And it was in the winter in the Baltics, and so it was like seasonal depression on top of like being in the first and second trimester. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And she was all over the place. Like it was <laughs> yeah. like one day she was like super upbeat and bright and everything was great and jolly. And then the next night it was like, I don't know, like midnight. She's like, I need a Twix right now or I'm going to ball. And <laughs> like, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> or she like, we'll, we'll be walking and like, I, I remember like a pro- every time I'd come back from work or my internship, I was like, okay, I don't know what mood to expect. <laughs> so I'm just going to get close to her. And like in my head, I had this image of like getting close to like a bomb and like poking with a stick and seeing what happens <laughs> and then jumping back real quick. So it's kind of like that. Oh, man. Okay. It was kind of like the, hey, how do I look today? And it was, well, do you want to look like you're pregnant or do you want to look skinny? Because some days should be... Do I look pregnant? Oh, yeah, you look great. You're gaining weight. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm like, oh, sorry. Next day, hey, how do I look? Oh, you look thin. You're looking great. I don't even look pregnant. I I don't know. How do you want to look today? (laughs) Is the baby okay? Am I getting enough weight to keep the baby healthy and happy? Oh, my gosh, this is great. (laughs) This is the best idea we ever had. (laughs) Okay, Logan, do you have an answer for this? Um... I, I'm kind of on the same boat. I'm just emotions. I'm just trying to. I've I've got so many dumb things that I've said. I mean, so many. I I, I grew up. Like, obviously, Andrew's talked about it before. We have one other brother, and so I had no I, no exposure to it whatsoever. Zach, you have a sister, right? Yeah. So it's what, like no, by no exposure, he means no exposure to. Women. I, I had no female touch. Feminine wiles. Okay. It was just I was not I was not aware of what was going on. I didn't understand any of the symptoms. And then all of a sudden my wife is like crying while we're driving home and I'm like, why? What, what why? What happened? Like did I do something wrong? And I'm a fixer, which is an issue. Most so, of the fixers. I, I saw something wrong. And I just had to fix it, and that just dug myself into a deeper hole. So I learned to like just don't talk, just let it go. <laughs> don't talk, just, just let Shut it up, go. Logan. So, yeah, I mean, but that's what that's probably my answer to that. Yeah, okay. for Emily, it was like Cheez Its and Tabasco. It's so, like hand her those and just sit there. I'm like I love you. I don't really know <laughs> what to do, but here's some Tabasco. Okay. I will say though that the inability to choose something to eat <laughs> is something great. And Anna's allergic to gluten, and so it just makes things a little bit harder. And so we couldn't grocery shop because I learned we learned that the first week or two because you go and you spend two hundred bucks on groceries for several weeks, and all of a sudden it's like I don't want any of that. I don't want that. And so it was it was rough. That explains why Logan gained like 40 pounds. Oh, I gained okay, okay. We didn't have to make it personal. It was, it's true. I'm currently leaning all my weight on my love handles that I gained during pregnancy. All right. That's funny. Yeah. Okay, let's let's hit the next question. Okay. What Which was kind of already touched on, but that's okay. We'll keep going. What is something you immediately regretted saying to your wife when she was pregnant? Ooh. Zach. Not only might have to think about. <laughs> Why do you think I said anything that I remember? Because <laughs> you have a Y chromosome. <laughs> um, oh, I think 
I think these experiences were so traumatic, my brain blocked them out. Okay. Um, but let's see if I can think of one specifically. Oh, How about do you remember something that was said? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't have been said. I don't remember anything. I, w- I don't remember being offended by anything, but... Well, I, I, well, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hear Logan's. I mean, do you do you remember any of the ones at first? That, yeah, I remember. What, what are some of the ones that you <laughs> Oh, she's remember? holding it. <laughs> um, well, the one I remember is when you <laughs> dipped me and you're like, wow. <laughs> wow, you definitely aren't as skinny as you used to be. <laughs> one. Oh. I mean, I got a list. <laughs> The rookie mistake. I can't one, or, one or two more. I can't remember, so you'll have to say. I mean, that was probably one. That of the takes worst. the cake, right? I, there. I got one. One more. I was just. I was talking. We were. I can't remember if we were going to meet family for dinner or something, and she was just kind of stressing because she hadn't been feeling good. And I was like, "Oh, you don't need to look that pretty. Just like throw on a dress or something." <laughs> oh, I, and she's like, "I don't look pretty in my dresses." <laughs> I was like, I literally meant like you don't need to like throw makeup on, or, like spend a ton of time. Oh, just throw a dress on, and that was one. it. Was it was bad? That's so funny. That's awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, next question. Okay, what is, in your opinion, the silliest thing your wife has cried about during pregnancy? Oh my gosh. I cried pretty much the whole time. Times. <laughs> everything. So yeah. everything. But it was like happy tears, sad tears. Hungry tears. I mean, like angry tears. <laughs> angry. Every emotion that you can think of was attached to tears, at some point. But like specifically, what was it again? Like the the silliest thing that you, yeah. you cried about? Something that you thought was like, uh, this is dumb. Oh man, I I think Emily's dad. This wasn't a dumb thing, but like Emily's dad was like, is this a really sweet person? He sends sweet like mm-hmm. fatherly texts all yeah. the time to Emily and she would just cry all the time. I was like, man, that's, I w- and she would show me the text and I would think that's, that's nice, but why are we crying? <laughs> <laughs> that's just one yeah. that came on the top of my head. But I mean, there was commercials all the time, like so many commercials, especially like commercials that involved like dogs, <laughs> like dogs and their owner. Like just, even if it wasn't sad or extremely happy, it was just like a dog and a, and a little kid. She was just ball. Yeah. All the yeah. time. Pam on the office stems. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you got Zach? Any other takers? I don't know if I had seen my wife cry until she was pregnant. Really? And Kaylee's not a big crier. Oh, wow. But the first time it happened, I was just kind of like, well, this was not in the operating manual. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, it's okay, sweetie. It's okay. Pat, Pat. They're there. They're there. You're okay. Okay. Should we move on? Yeah. Next one. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, okay, Anna, that's sorry. yours. What was the craziest thing your wife craved while pregnant? Did you try it yourself to see how it tasted? Emily's cravings weren't that weird. There was mostly, like I said, Tabasco. It was like anything vinegar, actually. <laughs> that is so funny. With Hiram. Yeah, with Hiram. It was just yeah. like anything vinegar. And salty things. And that's why I got so swollen. Yeah. It was like this like, never ending cycle. She's like, like five I, times. I need the sodium. sodium. <laughs> I need the salt to make me happy. And then she would eat it and then she'd be like, I'm, I'm so, so fat. fat. <laughs> like, like, well, why don't you try and not eat so much sodium or so much salt? You think I'm fat? <laughs> like, I don't I I'm just I don't know how to I finish. love you, sweetie. I don't know how to finish this sentence. I have no idea. Oh my gosh. Kaylee just ate like she pounded. I like saltine crackers, but <laughs> she just went like sleeves at a time. I mean, it was really? just like boom, in the first boom, trimester boom. with Claire. Yeah, that was yeah. like I was so sick, and that was just like one of the only things that I could get down. And now, like, I don't like saltines very much anymore. <laughs> so. But then, like, the second and third trimester, like we were talking about earlier, it was like. I'm hungry and I have to eat within the next two minutes. My <laughs> appetite's totally different. So we, I don't think we've bought that much cereal since then combined. I mean, we were just, it was like every meal. I'm like, okay, yeah, like I'll start preparing something. Two minutes later, I look over and Katie's just like eating a bowl of cereal. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no remorse. I'm out. Whatever. I'm out. <laughs> Emily had a, I think you had stronger aversions than you had cravings. Yeah. And so 
she constantly wanted to eat beef, but never wanted to touch it. Like she, like she could yeah, not like so cook gross. it. Like, like oh, she couldn't do any kind of raw meat, but she always wanted chicken or beef, and and yeah. so she wanted me to cook it. Uh-huh. And so I was just or eggs. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, she just like, wouldn't. But once I cooked, it's fine. So she had like That's cravings funny. for things that she had aversions to in their raw forms. Mm-hmm. And and she, you still to this day haven't really gotten over that. Yeah, I don't really like raw stuff anymore. Yeah, That's raw funny. meat. I got two words. Okay. Cottage cheese. <laughs> okay. I hate cottage cheese. I do too. I I, I, I hate I'm pregnant, it. I'm pregnant. I think I gag eating it. Yeah. I I don't like it. I don't like the look of it. I don't like the smell of it. I don't like the taste of it. And I hate when it's in my fridge. I was really gonna say that's how I feel about Zach, except for the taste part. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I, I know. I was getting uncomfortable. I'm starting to sweat now. I know why. <laughs> But Anna would just, I would come home from work or something or school and she, I would just walk into our room and she's in the bed and it's like 90 degrees in our apartment, but she's got a ton of blankets on and she's got cottage cheese and her head's poking out of the pillows and stuff and she's just eating it with a spoon or she's like <laughs> dipping it. pickles in it oh, or <laughs> random little things and it was the grossest thing I've ever seen. So you and never she, tried it? Yeah, I never tried it. I never wanted to. And she yeah. never wanted to clean out the bowls because she was always too sick to get out of bed. So I'm out there like <laughs> cleaning out the bowls. Cottage cheese. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to move on to labor and delivery. Oh, gosh. oh boy. <laughs> Hold on. There's one more thing I okay. think I, I need to say about this. Mm-hmm. Um, those of you who are contemplating having children soon, um, pony I, up. I, <laughs> I really believe that. Full I'm, send. Like, God created men to be more, to be like emotionally constant because as soon as your wife gets pregnant, you pretty much lose your wife for a year. Like emotionally, yeah. like I mean, you're still there, obviously, but like emotionally, emotionally it's, it's like a crazy roller coaster. And so, like, your job during this whole process is just to be like as stable and consistent as possible. Yeah, and we really hope that this doesn't discourage anyone from having yeah. a family. This is just it's totally supposed worth to be it. funny. Just be aware. And it's completely worth it. I told Logan that like right before. The oh, I, I approached you back because so I was like, I have no idea what's going on. The first trimester was rough for me. I I talked to I didn't talk to Zach about it too. I was no, like, have you experienced things? <laughs> like, I don't got nothing. Good luck. <laughs> but yeah, that was that's a good point. No, guys, listen, it's not all in the girls' head. Okay, that took me like a couple weeks, maybe the first month. You know, we grew up and it was like, hey, buckle up. There's no such thing as pain. It's all in your head. So I'd come home from work. I would leave it early in the morning. And before Katie get out of bed and then she'd get up and go to work. And then by the time I got home from work at like six or seven, she was already in bed. So the first like three, three months, I like didn't see Kaylee. She's just always in bed, except at midnight when she's just like crunching on some cereal <laughs> in the bed next to me or, or throwing up in the bathroom. Right. And there were times when I'm like, Hey, this is, you just gotta, you gotta gut through it. This is real. It's real. It's not. It's, yeah. It's not, not pretend. <laughs> yeah. And so I think your role as a, as a husband, as a father, is really to be there to support your wife and be consistent so that they can allow themselves to just not give in to this, but like deal with the crazy mm-hmm. hormones that you, that they're going to have to deal with. And so if you're there to like keep things stable and keep them from falling apart, then they can not embrace the, I guess like embrace being pregnant. And that yeah. means being a little bit on the crazy side sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, babe. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So labor and delivery. In your own words, and briefly, because we don't want to take all night long, tell the birth story of your kids. Okay. And we'll start with Logan because it's most fresh. All right. Well, we decided to, uh, uh, with the advice of Anna's doctor, to be induced. So we knew exactly when we were going to the hospital. Um, We prepared for it. And we got there at about six o'clock in the morning, so we were already exhausted. Um, and you're such a wuss. I know. <laughs> I know. I we basically got there, and they in, they started her labor, and then usually I guess it takes a, a long time to get from like a three being dilated at a three to a ten being ready to push. She got there in like four hours. I mean, it was literally 
Well, in preface, when you get to the hospital, there's a whole new jargon you got to learn. Whatever dilation means and the face and that. I I still don't know what it means. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, Doc, you let me know when I need to stand up. (laughs) Just take care of business, all right? But we got there and she, she pushed for, or she was ready to push. And then her doctor was actually in the OR. So we just had this RN, a registered nurse, talking us through it. And. It was just crazy because I they were like, yeah, your baby's going to be here in like an hour. And I was like, really? What? <laughs> Are you serious? And and then she ended up having to push for like, uh, that's, that's, three and a half it was hours. like three and a half hours. That is so crazy. It was so a long crazy. time. That's a long time. Stork was a little behind schedule. <laughs> right? A little backed up. And it was funny though because while, we're, while she's pushing, we had um, the food network on in the TV in the corner. And so... She that's would a terrible push. Idea. <laughs> because she, she, that's what she chose. I mean, there was we could have watched like Survivor Man or something like get her pumped that up. That was the only show that Survivor I didn't want to. That's what irritated me. Well, and then so she would push, and then she would push me out of the way for like twenty seconds and be like, "I want to see who gets cut on on the show or something." Mm-hmm. And so it was nuts. But then. Right. She had an epidural too, so that helped. Yeah, so she, she did get like the epidural. <laughs> and then she has, or like her doctor comes in at the three and a half hour mark, and we ended up having to do like the vacuum because Joseph wedged himself in there. Ooh. And then she like almost had to do an emergency C section. And then, serious note, he comes out and he like had some complications breathing wise. And so they had to basically start working on him. They had probably 12 nurses in there, NICU nurses and all this stuff. Anna's basically passed out. On the, they're like, she's lost a ton of blood. She's passed, like rolling her eyes back. The doctors are all just talking to me for information. I'm like, I don't know what to do. So do what you need to, and then we'll figure this out. So, but he's, it was a fun time. It was a, yeah, I journaled all about it. Crazy. So what happened? What was the outcome? Is he okay? He's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Leave yeah. that hanging suspense. I like to have some cliffhangers. I get some fan mail or something. Okay, Andrew. Should we should we do both kids? Um. Yeah. If he goes through the grief, I'll do it quick. I, I can I do can both for a little bit you more and succinct than yeah. than Logan did. But um. no, you're okay. He's okay. He only has one kid, so we have two. Right. We have to be um, so with our first. Um, I really enjoyed everything like leading up to Hiram's birth mm-hmm. as we were in a, we were in my hometown in Louisiana. So it was a small, small hospital. And so it was kind of like everyone was like, all the doctors were really excited for us to come in. Um, and so you like knew the doctors. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. We knew the doctors <laughs> and, and like the nurses and whatnot. So it was pretty cool. Uh, and another thing Emily experiences when she's pregnant is, a complete roller coaster when it comes to like her desires regarding pregnancy because at some point she's like you know what I really want to let it go all natural and like oh, I'm not going to I'm, I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to do anything to induce labor I'm not going and to And then take the any next medicine. day I'm like I'm doing all the things to get him out, and also she, I'm getting an epidural. I remember like one day I went to work, and she like literally that morning she said, "You know, what, I think I really just want to go all natural. I don't want to like push it. Like I don't want to, you know, make myself go into labor or anything like that, or even use medicine when I'm when I'm laboring. I just want to go all natural." And then I come home from work, and I see her like she's sitting on a medicine ball, bouncing, and like, like eating, eating hot spicy Cheetos. Food. And like slurping and, the castor oil. Yeah. Down. Like, oh gosh. Okay. I guess this is where we're at now. And so I just realized, you know, my preferences don't really matter in this situation. I just step back and like, whatever you want, hun, as long as it, and the baby's safe, like whatever you want. Um, uh, and so that that happened with Hiram like two weeks or no three weeks before. His due date, right? This is faster than my. <laughs> I was like, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, uh, uh, so three weeks before I uh, come home, and she's like drinking castor oil and her diet coke, and uh, and then <laughs> she story. like started having regular contractions, um, like th- within six minutes or so, and then we so we went to the hospital, and they said, oh yeah, you're not dilating. We, like we stayed there for a while, and then they sent us home, and oh, she had so ripped. like. She had those uh, like regular contractions for like a week mm-hmm. oh my goodness. before 
Um, we like finally went into labor, uh, and then we were in there and it was like progressing labor. Oh yeah, my gosh. and uh, it was it was terrifying because we got in there and we found and she they hooked her up to the machine. And they found out that uh, Hiram was wrapped in his umbilical cord, and so they scheduled him for an emergency. They scheduled Emily for an emergency C section, and they uh, brought her back there. And they said, okay, I'll, they said they would come get me when Emily had the uh, anesthetic applied or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they didn't come get me. Oh, <laughs> Because Emily, they, they tried to uh, put the... Did they warn you that they weren't going to... Like- no. They just never came. <laughs> no. They're just sitting back eating a bag of Cheetos. I think Are you going to come see your son or what? He's watching yeah. Survivor Man. I can't remember. <laughs> and so, like, they take you back. And I think they did come out eventually, but it was, like, way after when they were supposed to come tell me or get me. Mm-hmm. And, like, oh, yeah, so we had to, like, give, we had to put her under. And so you can't come back if she's, like, completely knocked out. And so I was, like, waiting, like, pacing back and forth. I'm, like, I don't know what's going on. And then they finally bring Hiram out. And I'm, like, look, baby. Where's my wife? Oh, no. <laughs> so it was, it was, that was stressful because that was like in the, um, the hire was super healthy and, um, so did of, you have a C section then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had an emergency C section. Like, oh, and there was like his umbilical cord, like in a true knot. No, that was Ruth. And that was Ruth? His was wrapped around his neck and his ankle. And so every time a contraction oh. would come, he would pull, like, make his body like straight like a board. Uh-huh. And he would pull his neck cord with his foot. And it would mess oh, up with his heart rate. Gosh. Yeah. Um, so like, I'm sitting there freaking out like with Hiram, and I, it took me honestly a couple hours to register like, oh, this is my child, because I'm still so getting weird. to that point. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean it's still sometimes kind of hard because you're like, that's a record. You're like, like wow, like this is a thing oh, yeah. that is mine and my responsibility, and if something happens to it, it's my fault. Like, oh no, okay. Uh, but then also on top of that, like the fact that you were. Uh, you were knocked out in a delivery room or in a surgery room and I couldn't see you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was terrifying. Uh, Ruth's was a lot better. So we were able to do a VBAC, which is a another fun word. They have to learn vag- <laughs> It's a vaginal birth after a C-section. So mm-hmm. it's a VBAC. So we were able to have a VBAC with Ruth. Good job. I'm impressed. Yeah, that was good. That, that was yeah. good, bro. I don't think yeah. I knew that. <laughs> um, and everything went well with Ruth. Ruth was good. She yeah. came She came out. She had a true knot, which was crazy. Yeah. But- Emily but was, was so. I thought it was so funny watching Emily try and move her body when she, after she had her epidural, because like they say to grab like behind your knees. I'm like, where like, are my legs? Like, where are my legs? <laughs> also, what are what are my arms? And so like <laughs> she just couldn't like move, and I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Um. Thanks. But then. Wow. This I, is so much faster. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I have two kids. Okay. He doesn't know how to be succinct. I'm bad at succinctness, succinctitude. Okay. So Ruth is done. Good. Ruth is done. Let's move on to Zach. Yeah. So okay. So we have two little girls. Claire was born two and a half. Or yeah, two and a half years ago. No, one and a half years. Two yeah, and two and a half. half. She's almost three. Um, so kind of the same deal. She was late. We were really hoping she's going to come early, but she ended up being a week late. So Kaylee got induced. Same thing. We went in there. It was scheduled. Really nice. Won't ever do it any other way. Um, we went in there. And we just kind of hung out. We found out later we were like in the suite. And I had like the dad room next to me, so it was just like munchies, crackers, chips, pudding. Oh, it was nice. <laughs> and then I got in there and I just fell asleep on the couch for like two and a half hours. And then the doctor came in and was like, hey, like, you're going to have a baby. Like, you should probably wake up. So I woke up and uh, <laughs> stood up and. It's Katie, like, hey, slacker, get <laughs> up. Like, hey, so like, you actually married this girl or did she hire you off the street? What's the deal? So, um, yeah, so then Kaylee started pushing and it was pretty quick. I was just yelling like baseball and football analogies, telling her. Really annoying. Well, she never told me that until now, so that doesn't really count. Wait, what kind of analogy? I'm like, listen, we're rounding first base, baby. Keep going, keep going. (laughs) Rounding second, baby. We're halfway there. Keep going. The doctors liked it. The nurses liked it. They wanted me to give lessons to their husband, so I thought it was good. That's so funny. Uh, But same deal. Claire had the the cord wrapped around her neck, and so uh, they had to use the vacuum. They still did it like natural or whatever vaginally, but. Um, but she came out and was totally purple. I didn't know anything else. So I was just like, okay, here we go. This is real, you know? And, uh, but they were like pounding on her. I'm like, wow, that's pretty intense for a newborn. But it's like, I usually don't beat children. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you know? wow, is this like, is this, is this OSHA approved? Like, come on. Uh, so that was Claire. <laughs> I don't and think then, OSHA does anything. <laughs> listen, it's all labor, right? I mean, it's all- and then Emmy, Emmy was induced as well. Um, and she... It's kind of the same deal. We had her in a so different she was hospital. Two weeks early. She was oh yeah, that's another story. So she was Emmy was really small, 
And Kaylee had to go to this appointment and to like just like the final checkup, right? And then I get this call and Kaylee's bawling. <laughs> and I thought the baby was dead. And I, I was know. like, what's wrong? She's like, <laughs> I'm like, what happened? I'm just at work like, what happened? <laughs> I'm like, hey, talk to me. What happened? She's like, well, we got to have the baby next week. I'm like, okay, well, that's okay. The baby's alive. Whatever. It's fine. So we, uh, so then, so she was, yeah, two weeks early, uh, induced, same thing. She didn't have the cord. It was quick. I took like a two hour nap, same deal. And uh, then we had her and she was healthy and good and. Yeah. Now you got a baby. No, I mean, I got two. (laughs) Two and oh, baby. That's right. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Okay, next question. Um, What is one thing you wish you knew in advance going into your wife giving birth? Listen, there's no way to prepare for that deal. (laughs) I mean, really. Yeah. Um... I didn't know, like, how... <laughs> what? I feel like this is going to be good. <laughs> I don't know. Man, I didn't understand that there was, like, such a long... I, I don't know if this is, like, something I really needed to know beforehand, but, like, something that totally surprised me is there's such a long period of waiting and doing nothing. Mm-hmm. But, like... In the it, hospital, you mean? Yeah, yeah in the hospital. Yeah. Unless you're, like, laboring at home, but even then. But, like... It's such the it's like the most intense nothing you've ever done that you can't do anything. Oh, it's like Christmas morning on steroids. Yes. I just stand there and watch it happen, dude. <laughs> well, I was like, let's bring games and maybe I'll bring a book or something. And I was like, I can't do this. I can't think. No, yeah. This yeah. is like you're sitting there and you're like, okay, like this is awesome. And um, I, and then like it kind of dawns on you at some point, like you're kind of irrelevant there. Like there's nothing oh. I can do to like assist. But if I wasn't there, it'd be the end of the world. But like, actually, there's nothing I can do to help. And make it go faster. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I can't help you go faster. I can't really help you with it. I mean, I can like, like, you find yourself when, when your wife's pushing, like, naturally doing the, like the the breathing with them. You're like, come on. And you're like, you start pushing. You're like, wait, nope, that's a poop. I shouldn't do that. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, like, Andrew, this is a professional <laughs> podcast, okay, please? I mean, un- unbelievable. I think, honestly, the main thing, one of the main things I was thinking about as we were going into the hospital was there's an episode of The Office when, I think it's the first time Pam goes in to have a baby. <laughs> this is dedication. And, and Kelly oh is, uh, Kelly is going, or she's, like, researching pregnancy. <laughs> and then they do a cutscene with her, and she's like, you pooped Dude, yourself. They, like, they take your organs and, like, plop them out on, on the table, and then you can... You can poop yourself. You can poop yourself. <laughs> Pam, you are a women war. You are a woman war. And I was like, I, I remember the first time I saw that, I looked at Emily, and I said, are you going to poop yourself? Is that gonna <laughs> I was told not to tell her. Her doctor was like, don't tell her. I was like, did really? she, did she, did she? <laughs> I had no idea that that was a thing. I guess like, I guess it makes sense. You just don't think like, hey, I'm gonna see my wife poopers. Oh, oh, oh! You know what? No, this is one thing you should know. Okay, uh, going in, well, like, you're changing like all. Like, you and obviously, <laughs> you obviously have to change the, like all the diapers because your wife just had a baby and so she is like can't really stand up. I mean, you right push a basketball through your hips. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to. Anyway. Um, when you are changing a newborn's diapers, they are like the most disgusting things because it's like like tar. It's like acidic tar, yeah, and it I'm comes out. I remember like the first time I opened the diaper, like, oh my god! Like, no hey, doc, do we need to check this out? Is this okay? Are we sure? Like, sneak under a microscope? Can I like pave the road outside with this stuff? Like, what is going on? I mean, it is like. Like a 10 wipe per butt cheek job. I mean, it is not an easy thing to clean it. And your wife's sitting there like, like, like asking, oh, how is it going? You're like, it's fine. Bro, I got the shirt up over my nose. I got no shame. I still. Zach would still rather change a two-year-old's diaper than a newborn's diaper. Newborn oh. diapers are the worst. Oh, they're raunchy, bro. Everyone I mean, told like, me they were the best. Know, that I was don't. a lie. I, mean, I would wait like, for I Just imagine what, if you don't know what it's the like. The only thing worse than a newborn's diaper is a baby on formula. 
Oh, it's like that weird. Cut it out oh, stuff. oh, and it stinks like nobody's. Yeah, you know what. or it's like the the when the phase when they're just on breast milk or formula where it's like super sweet. <laughs> it's like it's like some like your air freshener, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you saying? I don't know. All of our, our it's like a nasty sweet. Though. Yeah, it's like oh, it's like yeah. hyper like sweet. Like burns your nose. Yeah, it's, it's like, like baking bread. I, that's it the is kind of yeasty. Yeah, it's like a yeasty. Yeah. Well, that just ruined that. <laughs> you ruined bread. You enjoyed it. You're gluten free. You can't eat it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So that that was one funny thing. Just like okay. be aware that your your newborn babies have disgusting diapers. Like just rancid. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to say on that? Yeah. Okay, um, that's it. No, I'm good. I'm okay. I'm good. Anybody I, else want to add advice for birth? Your wife gives birth to a baby and placenta. I saw that placenta come out. I was like, is she going to die? Remember, dude. (laughs) Doc, you better put that back in there. (laughs) I'm pretty sure she's not supposed to bleed that much. And it's not supposed to look like that. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And then I remember the doctor asking me, do you want this? Like, like for what? <laughs> what? Yeah, I was. We were a little shy in the freezer back home. We need something to eat tomorrow night, man. Might, might as well like, freeze it up. Like I think the the dog might want it or something. Whoa. What am I gonna do with it? The, the nurse actually told me that people will put it into pill form and like yeah, if if you do that, I'm yeah, so yeah, sorry. Like, yeah. not, like that's totally up to you. I was just not prepared. And it he freaked never me out. Heard of it. You could send me an email yeah. and explain why you do that. <laughs> like, I might not respond. In the back, moment, but... it just doesn't make sense you're when like, you're looking at it. Like, okay, all right. So we are going to eat somebody. Oh, you better <laughs> ask the next question. Okay, maybe we do. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Zach's gonna throw up. Yeah, I'm not. Like, I don't feel too good. Like okay. Trying or... Okay, our last section is life with a newborn. And maybe we'll cut some of these questions. I think but... we have time. We're so good. Okay. Well, what about... Is there like a mid... Kaylee. Is there like a smoke break or... Snake a break smoke or break. <laughs> Alrighty. What would you say your biggest dad accomplishment has been? I have yet to drop him. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a win. Okay. That's a win, Logan. That's, yeah, I, that I dropped the mic one. there. I'm done. Oh, man. <laughs> Like with newborn specifically? Yeah. Like okay, newborn accomplishment. Oh, I changed all the crappy diapers in the uh, in crappy the hospital. Crappy diapers. Yeah, I think that, I was pretty proud of that. I was like, okay. Yeah, you all did. Right. You did. You stepped it up in the um, hospital. Wait, good. I don't know. You like, did what a guy. Oh. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> what a guy. Who else is gonna do metal. it? Like, <laughs> just no one else. There. Well, the I'm like here, there. sweetie. It's <laughs> like, I know you just had a, like a C-section, but can you get that? Like, I'm just not really feeling it today. <laughs> so I think mine wasn't like necessarily a single instance, but it was like when I was able to calm our newborn, like when newborn was crying and screaming and fussing. Mm-hmm. And when I take this thing, I'm like, okay, problem solving skills. What could be wrong with this thing? <laughs> and I go through all the things. Okay, like bottle. Nope, not bottle. Uh, rattle. Nope, not rattle. Uh, blanket. Nope. Like and you just like work through the things, and then you finally find the thing that it was. You're like, yes, nailed it. <laughs> That's um, until they want the boob. Then yeah, like then there's nothing you can like, do. Like sorry. <laughs> Although sometimes that's nice because it's like... Then you go through like a three-month withdrawal period where they don't even want you anyway. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes it's nice like, man, like I'm really having a hard time. Like, oh, you want a boob? Don't have that. Sorry, honey. Here you go. I hate that. I'm like, dang it. <laughs> I think, and this might be, this is more, I know it's probably not supposed to be, but this is personal, but I think it's the biggest accomplishment for me with both my newborns was the moment that you know, and it kind of happens in the hospital, but it takes a minute to really comprehend the relationship you will always have then with that child. And and what that relationship looks like is going to vary, but relationship in terms of being a father to a child, and I currently have two daughters, right? So so a daddy-daughter relationship, the moment that that, that turns over in my mind and, and I comprehend that, and thereby the love that instantly fills you, you know, because you, 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 you hold your baby in the hospital and and that's a very real thing, and you feel that love, and and I think that's a, a gift from heaven that we feel that. But that love continues to grow, um, at least it did for me. And when um, when I really grasped that weight and that magnitude, um, I think that was a big accomplishment for me, if if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
and that and they're and thereby moving forward everything that I do with my girls is contingent on that relationship. Well, I feel like a schmuck so now. I'm like, I'm like talking about changing diapers and like making the baby stop crying. Well, well number one thing like was not the sweetest thing. Yeah, I mean, even Andrew thinking, you know, your your baby is a new person and you're trying to get to know them, and so you're just doing it in a different way than you normally would with like an yeah. adult. Yeah. <laughs> so you're just taking time, yeah. spending quality time with them, trying to learn them and get to know them. Yeah. And I, I think them. going off of Zach's point, um, this was a really cool moment in being a father is the moment when you start to be able to, to discern like the flavor of your kid, like their personality. Yeah. Um, and you start to be able to feel like even from a super young age, like, how spunky they're going to be or how more mm-hmm. like from a young age, we could tell that Hiram was just, he was all about moving. He wanted to play. Um, he really didn't do eye contact for very long. Like he, he wanted to be exploring. Whereas Ruth from a really young age was just all about cuddling and holding your hand and looking you in the and eyes. She had super great eye contact. Yeah. Um, and I think if, if you're really invested in your kids and you, especially if you are invested in your kids and you're listening to the spirit and you're approaching fatherhood from a spiritual perspective, then you start to slowly find pieces of their personality. And then it's really cool because as you find the, their pieces of the personality, you change how you are in order to be able to connect more with them. And then that child changes and you change. And so you change together. Mm-hmm. Um which is really cool because you don't think you have the capacity to accept another person into your life uh, to the degree that you do um, when you're married or when you have kids. Like when you're single, you think you kind of understand what it's like to be in a Love, relationship. Baby. Yeah, and then like, you get married and you're like, okay, like my myself has expanded. Yeah. And then when you have kids, like yourself expands even more. And so you, I remember one of Emily's big fears about being a mother was that she would never have, like she couldn't love one kid or she couldn't love like more than one kid, and like even having another one, she's like, oh, like I don't know. Your if, love grows. Like I don't know, have enough love for like, even... a kid, but like you, your love grows. Not just your love grows, but like you grow, like your yeah. your mm-hmm. personality, everything, like just kind of. When I think you discover expands. you discover a lot about yourself as well, you know, especially as you watch your kids and you watch tennis and you're like, what the heck? Where did they get that? You're like, oh crap, Not that's me. definitely for me. <laughs> yeah, that's mine. <laughs> yeah. Like today, Ruth was sitting on on Emily's lap. And she grabs her, like Ruth grabs Emily's face and smiles, and then headbutts her right on the nose. Yeah, no, I was giving her like a kissy face, like give me a kiss, and she goes in and she smashes her face into my nose. And that's oh. all that's me. All <laughs> Even now, I like to headbutt people. So. Yeah, that's not good. What is your favorite thing about taking care of a newborn? You guys maybe kind of touched on this a little, bit, a little but... bit. Taking care of newborn stresses me out. <laughs> Listen, well, yeah. you hit like that one month stage I'm like alright I'm golden but it, but I think on the flip side you do realize especially like watching the doctors in there you're like okay they're not like they're fragile but they're not gonna just like break you're not mm-hmm. gonna like poke them and they just break yeah. Although, so it's, nice, it's nice having something that wants to be with me you know <laughs> something that wants to sit by me so Andrew doesn't I, I am absolutely this isn't directly answering your question but I am absolutely mortified <clears throat> By the soft spot on newborns' heads. Oh, that's real, yeah. bro. That's I'm like, real. Like, oh my gosh! Like, like. But then like, sometimes you kind of get this design. You just kind of want to touch it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel the same. Back way. away, Zach. Back I away. I feel the exact same way about like the soft spot on newborns' heads as I do like being next to a cliff. Like, there's some weird part of me. It's like I kind of want to jump off. That. You and I feel very differently. It's like, <laughs> like, especially if there's like water underneath. I'm like, I can make that. I can totally do that. It's so, like every time I get close to a cliff, like there's a weird part of me that wants to jump and like see if I make oh it. Oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> so like I have the same thing with the baby. I'm like I wonder if I can. Ju- You're sick. Andrew. Would I be able You're to touch sick. his brain? I, we have a friend who says like the greatest thing God ever did, besides the atonement and creating us, is he made babies have. He gave babies flexible bones and made them able to regrow brain cells. It's like those are the two greatest things that God has done for children. <laughs> And I can attest to that. Okay. Okay. What was the, the What was the question? Sorry, I was totally your favorite, not. Your favorite thing. About thing. About oh. Yeah. About um, taking care of a newborn. 
the cuddles. Listen, anybody tells you your newborn baby's cute and they're lying to your face. <laughs> all Especially, newborn, all newborns look weird. They all look like aliens. Especially if you accept it as a mom. It's great. Yeah. yeah, thanks for thinking. They're lying to you. They're not cute until like two weeks. Yeah. That's real. You can judge me, but that's real life. Yeah. But I feel like as moms, as a we mom, don't, you don't see that. that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. Until I you look back and you're like, oh my. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a picture of Hiram like months and months after the fact and I was like, Oh my god! <laughs> and Emily was like, "Did you know he was terrifying? He looked like, he looked like an old man." Did like, you yeah, think he was ugly? I did. I did. <laughs> Day one. No one told me, but yeah, he was not a cute newborn. No, he looked like an old man. He actually looks a lot. They don't like exist. JJ, but JJ's cuter. <laughs> JJ like has like well, like some newborns come out and they have like really saggy skin, like old old person, like the wrinklies. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, like super saggy and hairy. It's weird. Yeah. Like, I swear he's eighty. <laughs> yeah, and they like almost look like a naked mole rat. Like they just have like this like yeah. saggy pink soft skin. Well, yeah. back to the. The question. answer to, my, to that <laughs> question. Um, no, it's, I would say my favorite part of taking care of you. So I'm, like I said, I'm in flight school. And so when I go to school, I can't think about home. Because right? when I get in the airplane, if I do something wrong, I could end up not going home. And so, he means that's dying. Terrifying. Yeah, so it's it's one of those things where it's like that's what I want to do for you. Me. Have to be very very focused, and I love it. It's my absolute. It's my dream, and I love my wife for supporting me. But my favorite part of coming home to a newborn is it's literally like everything just goes away. Like I, I don't have to think about my landing that was bad, or I don't have to think about like the the awful grade I got on that test or that type of thing. It's literally just, this is my newborn and I can focus on him and my wife because he needs me and she, well, he needs her. He doesn't need me, but she needs me. I'm going to step in and say, I think even newborns need fathers. Like it's, they don't just need mothers. Like they need mothers physically for milk, (laughs) but, um, but they also need fathers because there's a, a different dynamic and they need, I mean, God intended us to be team, par- like partners in this. Like, it's not supposed to be just moms. Mm-hmm. Um, so, sorry. No, I, I validate everything point. you say, but I also, you are more important to your child's life than you realize. I feel yeah. validated by that comment. Okay. Good. Okay. Um, last thing, thing uh, that I really, really remember loving with mm-hmm. both of our kids is I loved the cuddles. Because, like, a month old, they don't move. Like, they don't try and get out of your arm. I mean, they, they, they sleep. Can, they, they might the like squiggle and worm, but like it's not like a it's not wiggling to get out of your arms so they can be on the floor. Like they're just like in your arms. And so I remember lots of nights sitting in the rocking thing. chair, uh, like holding my baby and reading to the baby. Because like, mm-hmm. we love reading and we try or and read singing. to all of our kids. Yes, yeah, so we like, read or sing or those kind of things. And I love those memories, I especially those like days. when I'm by myself and I don't have to like share it with other people. Yeah. Or. One thing I'll do is like I love taking the newborn our newborns out on walks so Emily can catch up on sleep and so mm-hmm. I'll take them out on a walk and like I'll just talk to him about <laughs> random things that I'm thinking about and so like I talk they're walking around talking to my newborn about like the political philosophical questions <laughs> I'm I'm grappling with and they're just looking up at me like what in the world like, like how did I get I got stuck back. with this guy yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I really love that I love I love that those intimate moments. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is there is just a special feeling when a newborn comes to comes home. And regardless of your Christian background, we know that they came from somewhere and they didn't come out of thin air and and that tender feeling that something so small can bring to a home is very real and and borderline palpable um which is just a testimony to heaven's love for us. Um and if there was one reason I was to keep having kids, it was, it's for that three, four-week period of our home being as close to heaven as it gets. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like I, I've never understood Heavenly Father as well as I have yeah. like, mm-hmm. as a father, especially to a newborn, because there's, like, no negative feelings towards a newborn. Yeah. Where, like, when they get older, you're like, gosh, dang it, why are you doing that? <laughs> like, when they're newborns, it's like... Like, even if they're fussing, yeah. it's most like, I just want to help you. I don't know. I was a little annoyed at, like, 5 a.m. this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's fair. That's fair. But, yeah, generally, yeah, newborns generally. are so easy. 
Logan, you're a sinner. I've never felt like that. Yeah, I'm <laughs> And Zach's also a liar. <laughs> Don't trust a bald guy. Zach, Zach is bald. And he has been for Yeah, they can't see you, Zach. They don't know you're bald. Just don't trust any bald I, I, yeah, yeah, it's, just, it's real. Just randomly throw out character traits that we're not supposed to trust. Okay, so our last question was more spiritual, but you guys like naturally answered it already. I'm just... A- I'll pose it again <laughs> in case you want to rephrase or like redo it, but you did a great job. It's how has your relationship with your Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ changed since becoming a parent? I have so many moments in life where I'm sitting down, like trying to understand why Hiram or Ruth are freaking out or are mad. Um, and I just have like these really vivid flashes of, of understanding where I realize this is exactly what Heavenly Father feels like when he's looking at me. <laughs> like, yeah. um, and the, those are the moments that I am like, I'm not a big crier, but those are the moments where I'm brought closest to tears, actually, when I'm like, especially if it's something that I'm dealing with, where I, I'm trying to understand why something might be, why, why something in life works a certain way, like why it can't be easier, or why it's hard, or why it's painful, or why it's like, um, uh, I remember one time I was like really frustrated because I was trying to develop a certain Christ-like attribute, and I just felt like I kept failing. I, I was like praying about it, and I just kept failing, and kept failing, and kept failing, and I was so frustrated. And then Hiram was like, he was so frustrated because he didn't understand, like he, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I could tell he was so frustrated because he was trying, he's learning to deal with emotions, and he's learning to deal with the real world. And I could just see that frustration on his face. Um, and I, I, I felt so much empathy for him in that moment. Um, and in that moment, I realized like how Heavenly Father sees us, um, because, you know, those experiences that Hiram is dealing with are just as real for him as my experiences are for me, even if I think, oh, yeah, they're more, they're like more adult problems or whatever. Like Hiram's problems that he's dealing with are just as real, and just as significant and world altering as mine are for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like understanding how Heavenly Father looks at me in those situations um, has been a big kind of a game changer for how I view my relationship with Heavenly Father. That's awesome. Thank you. If I were to add to that, I would say, or maybe not add, but if I were to answer that question, I would basically say I've had so many moments where I'm trying to figure out, kind of like Andrew is saying, like I'm trying to figure out what JJ is crying about. Um, cause it's like, and a lot of the time it's just, he has a stomach ache or something. And so I'll just sit there and I've learned, took me about two weeks, but he'll sit there and cry. I'm like, it's okay. Stop crying. Stop. I was getting frustrated. And then now I'm just like, you know what? Cry. It's okay. Heavenly father listens to me talk all the time. I'll sit there and I'll literally tell him out loud. I know you don't feel good. I love you. I'm just going to hold you so you can cry. You can cry, and so it's gonna be okay. And then most of the time, he he they can feel that love, they can feel that emotion because they feel that spirit as well. Um, and so that's something that I've learned. And then I've also learned that the Savior is always gonna be there for me because I mean I have several issues, and sometimes I don't even know what's wrong with me. I'm just like I'm just having a really bad day. And the Savior went through all the stuff that He went through. And he is our savior. And so he knows exactly what I'm going through. I mean, I'll tell Anna all the time, if she's going through something, I'm like, I can't go through that pain. I don't know what you're going through. But the savior went through everything that you could feel. He knows. And he's always going to be there. So trust him. I'm going to do everything I can for you. And I love you. So I'm going to be there. But trust in the savior. Perfectly said. I think, and this one I could go on for a long time, as I'm sure we all could, but I think the first one is is how teaching a two-year-old this or that or, or any, anything younger than that and, and forever on after that, right? But, but teaching them, you know, okay, you say this, you, just teaching them any principle, teaching them any rule, and, and how many umpteenth times you have to say it and they still don't get it, you know? And, <laughs> And being uh, being frustrated with that, and then just stepping back and realizing Heavenly Father's perfect patience for me, <laughs> and how yeah. incredibly frustrating it would be 
to to have to parent me um, as a perfect being, you know. And a couple of weeks ago, I guess it was actually a couple of months ago now because it was still hot, but Claire and I were working outside, and I had jumped out of the truck. Truck was off. She was still in, and the back door was open, which was fine. Or, and I think she was outside. Anyway, she crawled in. I shut the back door and then went to open the front door, and she had locked herself in the pickup. Keys are in the truck. Truck's off. Don't have a spare anywhere in sight. We're, you know, mm-hmm. however many miles or acres from the house, right? And I'm like, oh, fetch, you know. And, and I'm like, okay, Claire, <laughs> press the button. Press the button. Press the button. You already pressed it once. Press it. Press it. And then we did this for like 20 minutes. You know, and the poor baby's just got like beads of sweat rolling down her face and, and things like that. And, and just realizing how helpless I was at helping her. Um, and yet how infinitely bad I wanted to do so. And, and stepping back, you know, after we got her out, it was fine, you know, pulled the old coat hanger trick, whatever. Um, but stepping back that night and just realizing that Heavenly Father has given me all the tools necessary and all the instruction manuals I could have to find the button to unlock the door. But until I read it and until I do it, I will be locked in the truck. And heaven hope that I unlock it before it gets too hot, you know, and, and so... I don't know. Heavenly Father's perfect patience, his perfect love, his, his, his perfect desire for us to want to come home. Um, but it's about us unlocking the pickup to get out. That's the best way we could ever end this. Thank you so much, you guys. Um, thanks for being so open and honest and hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and Can I say one thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, I, you're the boss. go for it. No. I think this, and this isn't my thing, so I can't steal the stage and I can't preach, but... The most important thing about fatherhood is your relationship with your spouse. Mm. And there is nothing more that you can do for your kids than love your wife. Well, don't make us all cry. (laughs) There's nothing more important that they can see than you being kind and you being respectful and you treating your spouse the way that father would want her treated. And when that as near as perfect love can be in the home, parenting will happen as naturally as it needs to happen. And there are things that we all have to figure out and we have to be patient with ourselves and with each other's parents and with our kids and heaven knows they have to be patient with us. But if that foundational relationship is lacking, there is nothing that you can do as a parent um, initially. And, And circumstances are different and I know that there are single families and but, but generally speaking, if that relationship lacks, it is very, very hard to make up in parenting uh, with your kids. And so that most important person is your spouse, and, and the kids will fall into place from there. Okay, so one last yes, thing before, yes, we, yes. before we close. Um, if you guys are, if anyone out there is on the fence about having kids, um, and you're trying to figure out what to do. We know, I know every situation is personal, so I'm not trying to tell you what to do. Um, but I will say that being a parent is the most rewarding thing. That be, Being a husband and being a parent with my wife, I'll say it that way, has been the most rewarding thing that I could ever do. Nothing has brought me closer to my Savior or brought me closer to my spouse or brought me more deep, lasting joy than uh, than making babies and raising babies with my wife. Um, and, Giddy up. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you're never going to feel ready. And you're never going to be fully ready on your own. But we know that this is part of Heavenly Father's plan for us to have kids. And we know that Heavenly Father does not ask us to do anything except He will prepare a way for us to be able to do that thing which He has asked us to do. And so, if you feel that the Lord is asking or wanting or is ready for you to have kids and you're worried about being able to, you know, be able to cut it, you're not going to be able to do it on your own. But as you trust in your Savior and in your Heavenly Father, they will bless you with strength and the capacity to do it. The Lord increases your capacity to grow and to, to do all the things that you're going to need to be able to do. And you're not going to be a perfect father, and you're not going to n- really know 
what you're supposed to do until you make mistakes and it's going to be a rough fun tumble and you're going to you're going to grow but it's going to be worth it and if zach can do it anybody can do it (laughs) (laughs) awesome well thank you so much guys for being on here um and thank you kaylee and anna also for helping awesome okay well remember to rate the episode or rate the podcast and leave a review we love to hear from you guys um, we love to get feedback too. We know that this episode was quite laughy, but and long, and sorry. Long. But we had fun, and we hope that you really enjoyed it. Okay, see you next week. Keep the faith. Bye. <laughs>